A 2014 study by the United Nations Population Fund and International Centre for Research on Women shows that 6 out of 10 men in India justified violence against women. But worrying, that's not all. 70% of married women there justify gender-based violence. The fact that domestic violence is considered acceptable is why women in India are so vulnerable to it. Hi, this is Karin Weiss and welcome to the Medicus Mundi Switzerland Health Hall podcast. And today we talk with Kushbo from Delhi in India. She has a remarkable life journey behind her where she experienced violence, depression and injustice. She has completed her education in psychology and in human rights. We will not only hear about her hero journey, but also what is needed from a young person's perspective to reach young people to receive comprehensive sexuality education and about the right to be informed about love, sex and relationships. Hi Kushbo, I'm so honored to have you on this podcast today. Welcome to this episode. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. It's always lovely uh, to come on board on these podcasts or short videos, uh, which essentially would make a difference in the world. So yeah, honor is all mine. You grew up in Delhi as a firstborn and you lived the first three years with your parents. As far as I know, a lot of things happened when you were a child. Do you remember these years? Well, I do. Those were uh, pretty tough years. Essentially, I say this uh, because not only I remember, but uh, those are the years uh, which has shaped me uh, in a person that I am today. Uh, whether they are my flaws or uh, they are my strengths, uh, it was those years uh, that has shaped me. So yeah, uh, tough journey. Yes, uh, I lived with my parents for first three years. I lived for a couple of years with my uh, mother's parents, then lost my parents when I was uh, 10 years old. What happened exactly to your mother? Uh, there was a lot of violence. She was pregnant. She was nine months pregnant and uh, my father and mother had a fight. I was at my grandparents' house. I was not there. They had a fight and uh, somebody, some neighbor called us and we had reached there and they were full violence. Uh, there was a lot of violence that had already happened and uh, we rushed my mother to the hospital, uh, but she couldn't survive. Why is there so much silence in the community or even in the society when it comes to violence? It's quite funny how uh, in India people usually see and perceive things and it's quite often uh, when people use this term, uh, women uh, is not the women's best friend. So I see a lot and I've seen this uh, in the family and I've, I've seen this in other families and I've seen this with people I've interacted that uh, a lot of women bring other women down. There are not a lot of uh, women who actually would push you to become a better person. There are people like that, but mostly women are put in a patriarchal society or in a patriarchal household so much so that they start teaching their daughters they start teaching their sisters they, they themselves become that uh, person who's now a part of patriarchy essentially 
सो दे स्टार्ट टीचिंग पेट्रिया की टू देयर नेक्स्ट जनरेशन एंड देन दैट गोज ऑन दैट साइकिल दैट चेन इज नॉट ब्रेकिंग एंड हेंस इट्स बिकमिंग डिफिकल्ट एंड डिफिकल्ट बींग मॉडर्न बींग इंडिपेंडेंट बींग वर्किंग यंग वीमेन स्टिल वी आर इमोशनली वीक वी आर टू मच डिपेंडेंट ऑन आर फैमिलीज एंड दैट इज द साइन ऑफ somebody teaching us patriarchy since the day we are born is this what happened to your mother this did yes it did um she couldn't leave her partner she couldn't leave her husband because it was a love marriage she couldn't leave him um knowing that he was violent and abusive because she went rogue uh, and she went rogue against her parents so for her that choice was either to face abuse and violence from her husband or uh, just listen to the world on the other side from her relatives to everybody and anybody that look you made a mistake look this was your mistake you are bearing the brunt of it so she chose to live in a violent household rather than uh, listening or going through trauma of uh, somebody just taunting you all day how did it make you feel i think i i i till today i do not think uh, my mother made right choices and uh, i proudly say it i do understand her position in life um i do understand that probably she was going through the brunt and hence i say this um but i think she could have made better choices she was independent she was taking care of uh, my father's household she was the earning member um she could have she just needed to control her emotions and uh, step out of that house and she could have easily taken care of herself and uh, her daughter which is me to continue your story how did you experience being a teenager i i had a very very sad and a lonely teenage and adolescent adolescent years i really do miss the time i wish uh, i could live like other teenage uh, children or adolescent uh, girls i was put in a boarding school uh, soon after my mom passed away and that was the moment when they decided to send you to a boarding school uh, my grandparents just thought it would be better for me to get away from the places that i was going to uh, they they really thought that it would be better for me to get away from all this negativity and they actually did not um they actually did not believe that they could take care of me they thought uh, as grandparents they are now old and they could, they will not be able to help me study or take care of me on daily basis um so they they just decided that i should it it would be better i wasn't asked uh, i would say i wasn't told or asked both um i was definitely convinced that it would be for a year or two and what gave you the strength to go through this boarding school experience i think i didn't i didn't have a choice karen um i didn't have a choice again as i said nobody asked me or nobody told me um i didn't have a choice um i was just told okay this the decision that we are making all happened so fast my mom died uh, she was 9 months pregnant so essentially i lost a sibling um uh, because of my father and mother's equation my father left um so for me i lost my family in one day 
um and i was not in a frame of mind uh, after 15 days to decide what boarding school is or to ask the right questions or not the situation came to me i didn't go to the situation so it just happened to me all of it was just happening to me i i do not remember deciding uh, anything apart from in my young days uh, who to call call on my birthday party i think that is that was the decision that i was taking but rather than that all of it just happened to me i remember your story that you told me that you had a boyfriend at that time who helped you a lot or that um, his classmates helped you find a boyfriend what was the story about that this is also um this was class 7 i remember i was put in a boarding school in class 6 there was a lot of peer pressure of uh, getting a boyfriend so th- there were three other girls we were in the same standard um and there were four boys in the boys wing and everybody was just dating here and there and i was the only person who was left in in that group uh so all the all the seniors were like no you should you know you should start dating and you should uh this guy likes you and this person likes you and this and that whole story build ups all of that and again i had no choice because i i did not have uh, anybody to ask what this actually means i just knew that if you are not listening to your seniors you might be ragged uh, so to save myself from uh that ragging i just gave in uh the good part about that uh, uh sort of relationship or having that boyfriend and i was probably lucky because we behaved as friends rather than behaving like people in relationship this was the first time somebody was asking questions about me so i opened up and i told what i was feeling and that's how i came out of uh, depression that i was going through so that was a changing moment in your life yes more than 10 years uh, but yeah i'm still in touch with that person i thank him Im- immensely uh, it has always i have always told everybody that if it was uh, not that situation probably i would have not come out of depression Can I ask you a bit more about these teenage years? How did it make you feel when when all the things have started to change within your body, within uh, your psychological mind, everything started to change? How did it make you feel? I felt a lot of pressure. I felt that uh, this is uh, not what I'm supposed to deal with. uh this is not how other kids are uh dealing dealing with uh these situations and i should not be put uh, in the forefront of it and say okay this is hit and try i should have known um because the first time as you are asking me that what if i had to say uh at 27 now i'm 27 and if i have to say that what are the clear things that i remember uh which did not work well for me uh, one would be the time it is as simple as the first time i got my periods i rolled down the stairs because of because i saw the blood i did not know i did not know the word periods um and uh, i remember the nurse Uh, asking me the nurse uh, from my boarding school asking me why didn't you tell me uh, that where you where you were bleeding from uh, i told her i 
do not know and she was like why didn't you tell me you're getting periods i was like i do not know what periods are so you know how do i explain something that i have no clue exists it just not it it did not exist in my life and it was um, again it, it it's been a scar and i still when i have to think about that moment i i just think uh, my mother should have been there uh my aunt should have told me my grandmother should have told me my friend should have told me somebody should have told me and why didn't they tell you my aunt was my aunt and not my mother my my grandmother was my grandmother and she was not my mother uh my warden was not my mother my friends were not my mother my roommates were not my mother and my mother was absent typically how the world works is uh the boys will have the conversation with fathers and the girls would have these conversations with their mother or rather opposite mothers would have the conversation with daughters and fathers would have the conversation with son but again what if somebody somebody's parents are absent or even if they are not absent they themselves do not have that information or they themselves probably have the information but they do not know how to explain it or they explain wrong uh, for example my aunt always thought um, that she had periods for 2 uh, to 3 days and she thinks she thought uh, that her daughters would also have periods for 2 to 3 days but that's not right i mean in the best of interest also with best of intentions also you could give wrong information or you can pass wrong messaging which could affect this person's life for years and years and years it could taint them and i i just feel if i had to go back uh, this probably this is one part i would i would not want to deal with again i mean it was harder for me to kind of uh, you know when you're going through or, or i was going through losing my family plus all of these new things were the add-ons uh, which uh, which would have e- easily been ab- avoided and today as women the young girls still uninformed of course and it's not only the rural uh, settings it is also in urban settings uh, that uh, people are um i actually un- they used to be uninformed now they are misinformed What about are they misinformed? I think the uh, I think how people are processing the information nowadays and the channels through which they're getting these information um are not verified. You do not know. They are not going to doctors to get these information. A person wants to know about a person when wants to know about what sex is, uh what pregnancy is, what abortion is. Uh they're not going to a doctor. they're going they're going and searching uh, sex on google um and when they do search sex on google uh, the first 3 4 5 10 slots that they see are relating to a porn site and even if it's not a porn site it would be a site which is selling sex toys and advertising porn it would be a dating site but also uh, advertising some messaging which is which are not right you get the girl of your choice that's not the right messaging i mean with best of your intention that is not the right messaging no you you 
you need to involve the conversation around uh, consent in it you need to make the person understand that it's not a dreamland uh, there's no reality check the people are shown this whole dreamland which is not reality the perfect body perfect hair uh, perfect height perfect education everything is not as perfect as as you see Who would be the right person to teach young people about comprehensive sexuality education? Internet. Everybody is going if even if they do not have internet on their phones or they do not have laptops or Wi-Fi, they're going to cyber cafes. Um they're looking at YouTube videos, they're searching for the these sort of information. Um so that is the best place. uh in that there is only one essence that we need to now inform people is that yes internet is a good source um you need to use that to get information but just check the verified sources do not go on a porn site and check out and understand what sex is you have better sources and you can read about it you can ask questions about it these conversations i'm i'm glad that these conversations have started happening with young people now before this it was only that uh, people used to talk about sex after 18 years old like when you're 18 mothers or parents would have these conversation with their kids and say once you're 18 you're too young to understand you're, you you're too young to make a boyfriend once you pass class 12 then you can make a boyfriend now i think that that has gone away that curtain has been you know drawn out so i think what's left of it is uh, just to tell people hey this is this is a verified source go here check out the information um i think the schools can do it i think schools can hold these workshop with this, these verified sources um and that that would be a great way what does comprehensive sexuality education mean to you for me comprehensive sexuality education uh, means somebody who has the experience and the information the right information about your body about changes that you will see in your life when it, in terms of feelings in terms of uh, hormones in terms of biology in terms of perspective i think uh, these are avoidable stresses in life So if somebody can help me avoid these stressors I think life would be a little bit uh, easier uh, it is really tough uh, if if I know what periods are I can probably give uh, 110% uh, to my exams rather than worrying about uh, what suddenly happened so knowledge uh, and complete knowledge is a very very powerful tool if i have the information from beforehand i can plan my life better i can understand things better i can make informed choices i would i would be much more aware about myself than i would be when i do not know what's going to happen next and as i said these are avoidable stressors and i also think that when i when we talk about csc uh i think uh, it should be independent this information should be independent of people independent of family members independent of the school you are going to independent of uh, independent 
independent of the college you're going to independent of the friends that you have it should be the information which should go as is to everybody not not with biases who will be the ideal person to do that um as i said um internet and verified sources and um, very recently we are seeing this one verified source that i definitely can talk about and uh, yes i talk about it and a lot of my young cousins are using it too um it's called teen book and uh, it's amazing uh, because it's quirky you can ask questions parents can ask questions kids can ask questions um it's free of cost it's verified um and yes you can talk about anything you can ask questions about anything there you can ask questions around um gender sexuality menstruation um love crushes um peer pressure education depression um you need you need help find a doctor probably you need a network um you need to talk about your depression uh you want to talk about a recent breakup you can talk about anything and then you get real time answers or how does it work yes you you get your answers within 24 hours and you have and it's young it's 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 young it's a young platform you can't access upon uh, you can't access porn on instagram you can access uh, uh, porn sites uh, or porn videos on facebook you can access teen book you can access teen book for all kind of all sort of information by email by instagram by facebook on youtube and where are young people these days i see my cousins doing their homework on instagram i mean we have reached there i think we have reached that they're discussing question papers on instagram that what do they have to study in the next one hour so if they are they if young people can do their homework on instagram they can access this quirky information there and it's fun when you when you get the right sort of information and uh, your head is clear and you you don't have any more doubts i think you will be able to enjoy your life much more So you grew up with a lot of stereotypes and harmful gender norms and cultural values. Your father was abusive, your mother stayed with him because she had nowhere to go, and you were also exposed to a lot of physical and verbal abuse. What gave you the strength to get out of it and heal your past and being so empowered today? Um Karen, I as I told you that um I do not fear uh in telling my story and I would not fear uh in accepting that I'm not healed. Um it is tough. Uh healing is a long long process and uh it is uh, I mean I wouldn't say that you a person would always heal from these situations. Um if they're lucky and if they have a village uh, and a community that is helpful and uh that is supportive yes there is a chance that you will heal uh, but there's a big chance that you won't the reason why i am able to do what i am able to do today uh, the reason why i can sit and talk to you about all of this uh, without dropping a 
year uh, is that I was put into a situation where I had just two choices. Either I can survive it or either I will uh, lose it. Now with losing it in my situation, I always thought if I go into depression, um, which I was, if I had not, if I had not come out of the depression, or if I uh, had not fought through that situation, I would be dependent on somebody. And for me to be dependent on somebody, that somebody needed to exist. But knowing that I do not have anybody where I can depend on, who I can depend on, I think there was only one way to go. That was to fight it. still ask you one more question where do you see the opportunities and possibilities to change these harmful norms and values which are so deeply ingrained in the Indian culture I ask this question every day uh, to myself because I have a long legacy uh, or the family behind me which have uh, so many patriarchal norms that uh, I, w I haven't been able to break them uh, as of now But I think what I've uh, what I have been able to do is that I have convinced them to at least listen to the other side. Uh, what I usually see in patriarchal families, um, in a setup where a lot of patriarchy is there, that there is only one way communication. We are older people. We are the head of the house. We are the earning person. I'm the person in power. So you will listen to me. I think um, I at least have have uh, been able to make that shift uh, in largely in my family and my peer uh, and the community I interact with. I've just convinced them to start listening. Look, I will listen to you and it's, of course, you're going to make the choice and it's your decision at the end of the day. But just listen. So I think with every time you listen, probably you will be you'll be or they'll be able to shift their perspective one percent or half a percent but it's a long journey if you had all the means and all the money what would you do for young people in the generations to come launch a game in six months <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your remarkable story with us I wish you a lot of success and strength to lifting more taboos around sexuality, love and relationships. Thank you, Karen. It was uh, really, really wonderful. And uh, as a closing note, I would just say the adventure that I'm going to start right now is called What the Fuzz. So yes, uh, there's no big fuss around all of these issues. We just need to talk about these things openly and uh, just check out verified sources. That is it. And there is no big fuss about it. There is, There should not be any taboo around it and there is no fuss around it. This was the Medicus Mundi Switzerland Health for All podcast with Kachin Weiss. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and on our website. To spread the message, please leave a comment on our website, share and like it. This was the last episode within this series. 
However, stay tuned, the next series with a new theme is round the corner.